On this episode of Sex Chat with Kim Ayers, we have Beth Stevens and Annie Sprinkle to tell you a little bit about them. They've created multimedia art projects about love, sex, and queer ecologies together since 2002. Annie was a sex worker from 1973 to 1995 and morphed into a feminist performance artist and sex educator. In 1994, Beth became a professor of sculpture and intermedia at the University of California, Santa Cruz, where she still teaches and directs the Earth Lab. These days, the duo make environmental films with an echo-sexual gaze. They also create theater, performance art, echo-activism, and produce symposiums and workshops. Their Wedding to the Earth an Echosexual Manifesto launched the Echosex Movement in 2008. Notably, they were official Documenta 14 artists, received a 2019 Eureka Fellowship, and in 2021, a Guggenheim Fellowship. It's amazing. Their new book, Assuming the Echosexual Position, The Earth as Lover, is now available from the University of Minnesota Press which chronicles their epic love story and art life adventures. We're going to talk to them all about that book in this podcast coming up on Sex Chat with Kim Ayers. Okay, so welcome to another exciting version and episode of Kim Ayers Sex Chat. I am thrilled, beyond thrilled, to have two of my best buddies in the sex biz here as guests. We're recording it in their kitchen in San Francisco, the amazing technology that it is. And so without any further ado and lots and lots of excitement, I have the delightful Annie Sprinkle. Yay! We go way back. Hi, Kim. Hi, everyone listening. Excellent, excellent. And she's accompanied by her delightful partner and multi-talented professor, Beth Stevens. Hi, everyone. There will be a test after this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's the best A part. horizontal test. <laughs> great, great. She's not your usual professor. Mm-hmm. She's, uh... And she's a performance art professor oh yeah performance art and where do you do that where's your where are you oh, professoring I'm, I'm a professor at uc santa cruz excellent and tenured which i think is the coolest part oh yeah i'm tenured that's really that's... she's hardcore i i personally find professors really hot so it was a match made in heaven that we're together 19 years i'm stunned about that because i knew you when and when you met and everything and it was like Wow, that's so great. We sound like teenage girls. <laughs> we are teenage girls. I know. old bodies. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's the way to go. But you know, not everyone could handle me and my past. <sighs> I had done uh, hundreds of hardcore movies and not hundreds, 150. Yeah. Uh, and I had had sex with thousands of people and been pretty wild in my earlier days so um but beth beth took me on and 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 we've been uh madly in love and just and magically entwined yeah really into each other and 
Happy, happy. I found the love I've been searching for, and I hope everybody yeah. finds lots of love out there and hot sex and absolutely and lots of pleasure too. That's the big part. Speaking of pleasure, you two just released a book that is amazing. Um, I get to see an artist's copy of it or final copy proof, and it. It's remarkable. I mean, I say that honestly, but I don't hear it. The, chrono the chronological order that it's in is fascinating. And what I especially like about it, well, tell me about the book before I jump into what I love about it. How did it come about and what's the title and who's the publisher and all that good stuff? Well, the title of the book is Assuming the Ecosexual Position, The Earth is Lover. And the publisher is the University of Minnesota Press. And the book is really a love story between Annie and I, and it's about our art adventures and our forays into environmental art and activism using the lens of ecosexuality. And what is that for people that might not be familiar with it? Well, ecosexuality is, it's a practice, it's a movement, it's a theoretical construct where we take the earth as our lover. And so we're shifting that metaphor of Earth as mother to Earth as lover. Yeah, it's a lot of fantasy and imagination. Why do we only fantasize about other people? Why not fantasize about an orchid or a rock or a waterfall? There's so much sensual pleasure that doesn't have to do yeah, with Yeah, and people, people overlook it constantly. Like, I okay, so the, my sensory... Um, uh, sensuality was uh, okay. I've got a little distracting little dog. Skippy, Skippy is, going is having an erotic dog, dog treat hunt he here. He is because I never feed my dog. He gets me embarrassed every time. I'll tell you, Skippy, what are you doing? So in 1991, so before 1991, I had my nose was always stuffed, so I sounded like this all the time, and everybody's like, oh, you got a cold? No, I don't have a cold. And then uh, I had to unfortunately put my cat down. I'm allergic Aww. to cats. And so I thought, I'm going to find out why it's talking like this. Well, it turns out I had a severely deviated septum and had all this major nasal surgery. And what that did, Dr. Marshall Strom, I thank him every time I walk outside and I can smell flowers. And I don't think, you know, that stop and smell the roses thing? I don't think enough people do that. Well, our ecosexual practices, we don't just stop and smell the roses. We lick them. We look at their, we have eyegasmic colorgasms. Mm. We look at the beauty. We think of the oh, flowers, yeah. the pollen, and it's a... Well, it's actually the genitals of the flowers. So when we are stopping and smelling the roses... We are rubbing our noses. Our motto is eroticize everything. And you can make it's love a, with a rock. You know, you know, so many people make love with water or have sex with water, take pleasure with water. So we we have developed this whole thing of ecosexuality, um, dividing it into pyrophilia, aerophilia, terophilia, and aquaphilia. And there's all these nature fetishes if you will but we are nature so our bodies are right. mostly water yeah and they're stardust and they're only a certain percentage of us as human we're full of other creatures we have biome clouds so our our 
little bacteria floating around our bio clouds are having a big orgy. They're all fucking each other right now. Mm -hmm. Like our biome clouds fucking your biome cloud. It's amazing. So I, it's I'm just like wet thinking about it. Yeah. It's like amazing when you get your ecosexual gaze on and find your e spots, your eco sexy spots. It just opens up whole new worlds, a universe of possibilities. It does. And and of being sensual and going forward in the world that way. I mean like it's funny that's I always tell people, you know, have sex, get laid, masturbate, do something like that. Because it you put off a different aura. You have a different aura that way that you are having sex. And people look at you like you've got this superpower and you kind of do. And I can totally get that, like with all, you know, contacting and being in touch with nature. That's what I loved about the book is that it intertwines all of this along with your story. It's not like, this is how we met, done. This is, oh, the weddings. Talk about the weddings too, that are a big part of just your connection, both with each other as well as with the elements. Well, we, the book really traces our sort of eco-sexual histories. And we were both ecosexuals before we started doing the weddings, but we didn't know it. You know, it was like some people are queer and they don't know it until they have their first queer experience, mm -hmm. right? Or mm -hmm. lesbian or gay or bi or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And by the way, you can be an ecosexual and not give up any of your other sexual identities or practices or proclivities or fetishes or anything because ecosexuality is a big tent. But when we married the earth in 2008, we had a huge wedding to the earth because we felt like the earth really needed the protection and the privileges of marriage. I mean, humans, we have done great as a species. Maybe not individually, but as a species, we have, we're, we are, have taken over the world. The earth needs love and protection now. And so we married the earth in 2008 and we woke up the next morning having vowed to love on her and cherish the earth until death brings us closer together, right? We woke up the next day and we were like, oh my God, what are we? We're ecosexuals. So the big wedding was a performance art piece because we love performance art and we invited uh, 150 collaborators to help create the wedding and 400 people came. And it was this big love fest, but everyone loves the earth so everyone could make the vows. And it was really exciting. So we went on to do like 21 of these big weddings 21. in nine different oh, countries and dozens of little ones like with 50 or 100 people. We even did Zoom weddings during the pandemic. Yeah. So we our, our, our feeling is like we try to give people erotic experiences, uh, connect people with the, the romance and sensuality of, of the non-human. And people think, oh, eco-sex, that sounds so fluffy and lightweight, but it's cutting edge. It's edgy. I mean, Beth runs naked through nettles. Uh, it can be really eco-kinky. Annie but, lets the ocean spank her on the ass while she kneels, uh, you know, doggy style. Perfect. Perfect. And it's always changing. So you get all different slaps and textures and velocities and everything. Raw, yeah, all it, around. That's it's it. It's like the best kisser. Right. And throw a little sand in there for yeah. the exfoliating sensations <laughs> and sensation oh, play. Yeah. A lot of people get aroused from the sunrise if they let themselves. Right. You know, people lay, they put oil on, they're sandy, they're smelling the ocean. 
ocean and the water. It's so beautiful, but people repress the pleasure because it's taboo. Exactly. When I feel that it's something that's so ancient, when, I mean, it's kind of like paganism, you know, which we know has been around a lot longer than Christianity. And and it's it's nature-based, you know? I mean, all the powers of that spirituality is based in nature and the powers of natures and things like that. So, you know, rednecks and hunters and those kind of folks love it too. You know, you don't have to be uh, pagan or mm-hmm. religious mm-hmm. or anything. It's it's a it, common human universal right. experience. The sensuality of nature, something is available to all of us just by saying yes. But we teach eco-sex. We do eco-sex walking tours. Uh, and once you open that door and say yes to that kind of pleasure and sexy fun, you start seeing the world really differently and uh, start moving through it and finding new ways to have pleasure. Yeah, we were walking yesterday and there was grass growing out of the cement front stairs of a house. And we're like, oh my God, look at that. It was so sexy that this green grass, it looked like pubic hair. Like we've done grassalingas, you know, laid down in the park and licked the grass and sniffed it and tasted the soil. I, I mean, why not? Or we've had sex in a hot tub and looked up and there's a, you know, a thing of orchids above our heads. So we're having sex with each other, taking pleasure with the water, and also, you know, looking at these gorgeous, sensual, erotic, sexy orchids. So we've got four e-spots going on at the same time. But it's also a sexy way to engage environmental activism, too. And um, we've been around a lot of environmental activists, and a lot of times they're very angry, very depressed, and um, really, really um, Debbie Downers, you know, because the the environment's in trouble. There is no question. But how do you keep people motivated to keep trying to, you know, take care of all the things that need to be taken care of to nourish and, you know, allow living beings to flourish in this world for as long as possible. And and I just don't find it always, you know, um, invigorating to go somewhere where everyone's really angry. And, you know, I mean, anger has a great place in activism, but when it's just anger and just anger and then doom and gloom and then anger, it turns a lot of people off. And I think that's why there's a lot of burnout in these movements. And so, you know, we're trying to make the environmental movement a little more sexy, fun, and diverse. Absolutely. And I think doing really well. I know that you made a really fantastic movie, Water Makes Us Wet. I was at the LA premiere for that, Mm -hmm. which was delightful. And that's something they can find on your website, which is what? Oh, our new website is Sprinkle Stevens, and that's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S, Sprinkle Like Rain, Stevens with a P-H, dot org, like orgasm. And there's a link to our film, and it'll be up until September 1st, and then it goes on Canopy with a K, and oh. you, can, you can access the film on Canopy through your public library or your school library. Oh, great. Excellent, yeah. excellent. It's a really great movie. It's, it's funny and it's serious at the same time. And it's a story of you too. But it's especially if you live in California, you'll know a lot of the places, a lot of the players and everything like that. And I found it really fascinating. What other references do you have? I know that you both have made, uh, published a lot of books and things like that. So how can people find out more information about you too? 
Just go to sprinklestevens.org. There's a lot of information there. And we've made too many websites, and you can find them on that, that primary website, Sprinkle Stevens. You can really delve into the, you know, pits of our existence mm-hmm. <laughs> or the depths. My <laughs> old website is anniesprinkle.org, like orgasm, but it's been, you know, 20 years since I've really, um, it's archived. Right. But people still go to it and see the old work, and I'm very proud of my past. Uh, but we we've transitioned um, into full on art world stuff, but we're still doing a lot of sex, uh, sex ed and sex work of our kind, you know, our kind of sex work, which is um, little wackadoodle, wackadoodle, radical it's sex, great. radical, <laughs> radical <laughs> wackadoodle, conceptual <laughs> sex. We have a hell of fun, and. I take what I've learned. I'm I'm 66 years old, so I've been doing work about sex since I'm 18. That's a long time, and pretty soon it's going to be 50 years, and I'm going to have a big celebration, and then I'll probably retire. Giant (laughs) orgasm. We should have 50 people. Oh, 50 orgasms. But it just gets more. You know, it's one of those things. The more you learn, the more you realize you have to learn. And I never thought I'd be ecosexual, uh, but we're really into it. And we just when we think, oh, maybe we should move on to something else, we find some new opening, pun intended, or right, like you're going to have a wedding to brine shrimp. <laughs> and where are those brine shrimp? Okay, well, this is today's semi, quiz. It's you a semi-secret location. Oh, okay. Well, we can say it's going to be secret. in the Great Salt Lake at a well-traveled art site, but we can't name the site. So there's yes. lots of little brine shrimp in there that are hot to marry us. Augmented reality as well. People can tune in live. And we'll have documentation. It's going to be a little movie and... Uh, by the way, there is a little film of highlights of our ecosexual weddings on Sprinkle Stevens, 10 minutes of clips. Oh, great. So people can see we married coal, we married rocks. Mud. Uh, they're big art projects, yeah. but they're really beautiful because they're big love fests, and it brings together all kinds of amazing artists, and everybody loves uh, rocks, you know, so everyone can relate, and It's fascinating, and it's art, and it's also a wedding, and it's a ritual, and it's a labor of love. It's loving the earth and the sky and the sea. And just the environment around us and everything. It is pretty fascinating. (laughs) Sorry. That's all right. Beth is having an earthly moment here. (laughs) It happens to the best of us. I'm not pausing this. This is why we love, no, it's why we love live radio, huh? That's it. No, I don't. Uh, uh, the only time I'll put the I think mute. I but, swallowed a brine shrimp. <laughs> right. This is called. Yeah, this is the rehearsal dinner. Yeah, yeah we're gonna all eat brine shrimp. And That's Kim, it. Yes, we go way back. You used to produce my shows. Post porn. Well, it was actually history of porn. History of porn. I was the first one to have you put that together, because I said, yeah, I said throw a bunch of videos together. And stuff. Yeah, oh. because Kim was the oh. producer of it. Oh, well, yeah, I think so. I showed clips, but then clips. we developed it into right. a full-on show. Exactly. Theater piece. Right. Yeah. And that yeah. was 90s. So you, and you helped produce workshops, Lets and Goddesses, yeah, yeah. and 
how to have fun with breath and energy orgasms and it's, We've had a hell of fun. I know. How did we get so lucky? And well, we're still isn't here. Isn't something? I, and I know. Uh, we're still alive and kicking. And, and It's pretty. And you brought us all kinds of eco-friendly <laughs> sex toys. <laughs> yeah, I got a few up my sleeve and in my pants. Yeah, so. Kim Ayers is like the sex toy Santa <laughs> of <Yeah>. North America. <laughs> she arrives on her motorcycle <laughs> with a bag over her back. An I Ikea do. bag over her back and just like millions of sex toys. Cracking them out. Like, oh, to have you seen this? Horny, needy. Exactly. The, the deranged and the... That's we it. actually aren't buying sex toys because there's so many natural products. Uh, right. Like cucumbers, carrots. Uh, um, the ocean. Yeah, we can use right. uh, tickle sure. each other with peacock feathers. And yeah. Sunflowers. Yeah, yeah, we we just everything's a sex toy when you're absolutely. But Kim brought the water slide by, water and slide. We hooked that baby up to our faucet, and boy, it was just like being back at your favorite amusement park <laughs> on your clit. <laughs> the water slide. Oh, it is the water. Slide. Yeah, water yeah, it's slide. a really beautiful product. It is plastic, but boy, what a good use of plastic to bring lots yeah. of pleasure and it will last for a long long time right generations and, can hand it right, down right exactly <laughs> it will last for generations but yeah. um you know sex toys are wonderful as well and uh it's really heartening to see them using less clamshell packaging yeah uh the weavi oh the um, the Weavibe womanizer. Echo, oh, womanizer. The womanizer you brought echo. Such I think it's click. premium echo. Yeah. Yeah. They're like the cord. Um, it's short and there's a tag. It says we use short cords so we can save the right, planet. That much and, material. And it's all it, beautiful. Yeah. It's green all cardboard packaging. packaging. Plus, you get to plant a tree when you buy it. So yeah. I love that. that you can have a tree planted. Yeah. Well, you know, and also, too, it's addressing, you know, the the new generation of buyers out there of like, Hey, I'm going to be echosexual and get off uh, with a sex toy. And the so, clamshell packaging was really a turnoff. We won't right. buy shit. That's yeah. Packaged There's, like it's huge clamshell packaging. It's yeah. A freaking destroying the ocean. Yeah. That's a, um, sounds exactly what it is. Clamshell. It's um polystyrene that's molded around the same shape of the product. And once you see it, um, and then a lot of them that you buy of commercial products. Anyway, it's sealed around the edges, which is even worse because you always cut yourself trying to open it. Yeah, it's So, yeah, you don't see a whole lot of those dangerous in the sex to biz. fish and yeah. fingers. I know. You don't want to cut your fingers if you're going to be and that, And also, too, is we're going to talk green recycling. That, that'll that be a whole other episode. Um, but you can actually recycle sex toys. People don't realize it. There's a store. It's no longer in existence, unfortunately. Q Toys in Austin, Texas, that she actually ran a recycling program uh and she you know for every sex toy you brought in you get a five dollar coupon which i think is brilliant and what they you know had to be clean and everything and and this is the thing is that you can handle used sex toys really cleanly you know with your gloves and it's not, everybody has an ick factor around it but it's like not really and what they do is they would ship them there's a company in long beach california but there's many other companies that do this it's an electronics recycler. So this place actually recycles children's toys. 
And adult toys. And adult toys, because there's really not much of a difference between it. So mm -hmm. she'd pack up a box of those just, you know, at no cost, and they would take care of them and everything like that. So I really wish that a lot more sex toy companies and sex toy stores would start something like that, too, with the, you know, being more eco-friendly in mind. So yeah, we'll see. eco-friendly is sexy and... Absolutely. Um, you know, but everything's a sex toy. That's my sex toy. And I my, know. My uh, park is my sex toy. Right. My ocean is my sex toy. The sky, I've had sex with clouds. <laughs> with the sun rays penetrating my you know, sweaty skin. Not to be too kinky or illegal, but even our dogs and pets. Well, they have biome clouds too. They do. We don't do anything we love illegal. To like, but, exactly. We love to snuggle in clouds, their you know, ruffs. When, and, when you pet your dog, yeah. you're, it's a sensual thing to right. feel the Absolutely. softness. And Absolutely. They're very cuddly and they are and there's sense. been tons of studies of saying, you know, like emotional support dogs and everything's like that. We could mm -hmm. definitely just talk about talk about that they for sure. Con constant companions. They are. They are. Loves and, and we love them. Certainly. So one more plug for your book. When is it released again? Assume the ecosexual. You can order the book now from the University of Minnesota or okay. Amazon or your local books bookseller. Get it from your local bookseller. And it's called Assuming the Ecosexual Position: The Earth Great. Is Lover. Great. And it's out from the University of Minnesota Press, and you can get that baby right now. Excellent. And I, hopefully, it'll smell really nice. Um, it's it. made from trees. <laughs> hopefully, That's good. Um, we haven't actually gotten to fondle a printed copy other no. than the proof. But but you can like press flowers in it and use blades of grass as your page markers. We're so proud of it. And it really is eco-sexy. There's an eco-sexy word uh, glossary. It's hysterical. And I love it's that. got humor. It's serious. It's conceptual. It's romantic. And uh, it, we couldn't be happier with it. And the University of Minnesota Press publishes really good books. It's very prestigious. And we also hope it turns you on enough to take the earth as your lover, too, and start protecting your beautiful ecosystems and your sexy waves and trees and clouds so that our yeah. next generations can also enjoy being ecosexual. And we also invite collaboration. We have a nonprofit called Earth Lab SF, and we offer creative opportunities to people, especially those of us who don't fit into the mainstream environmental movement, the punk right. rockers, the old hoes, the young hoes, the uh, kinky people, you know, where we can, drag queens, where we can For really sure. be ourselves. Yeah, yep, that's super important. Yeah, the eco dandies. Eco dandies, that's a people good one. Like us, people like us. People You know, if it ain't out there, do it yourself. That's it. Positive. That's what our motto is. It is. It totally yeah. is. I'm with you on that one. Yep. So assuming right. the ecosexual position, get Earth it? as lover, Yay. look it up. Yay, it's maybe, excellent. Maybe you're a little ecosexual too, Kim. I, I am. I am. She's a big old ecosexual. I am. Big what about the how many of your listeners are eating? You all better be now, <laughs> because our next episode will be about BDSM <laughs> no. and using well, trees. Yeah, well, get me well, started on that. Huh? Yeah. 
Well, you can tie you would tie people up with hemp rope and put yeah. flowers all over them. And and them when you're dealing yeah. with trees, though, Kim, you've got to ask consent. I do. Look up in the skies. It's, it's, like, right. it's great. This has been wonderful. I thank you so much for being part of this. And sprinklestevens.org will get you more information about everything that Annie and Beth are doing. And keep up the fantastic work. I'm so excited to see everything. Well, thank you for having us. And th thanks for listening. And good luck with all your podcasts, Kim. Yay. Thank you so keep much. Up, keep making the world a more pleasure-filled. And sexy and eco-friendly. Sexy, sexy place. eco. You're awesome. Absolutely. Yay. Okay. That's the love fest for this recording. Mm. Guess what? It's that special time for a product review on Sex Chat with Kim Ayers. Yep, that's me. The next item I'm going to review has been a stalwart. That's today's word is stalwart. It's a great Scrabble word. Anyway, it's been around for a long time, which means that it's a really great product. What can I say? And you're probably thinking, oh my God, what kind of vibrator or butt plug or blah, blah, blah. None of the above. It's kind of like an accessory, I guess you would say. And it's non-gendered. So don't have to worry about who you are, what you are, blah, 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 like partnered or not partnered to enjoy it. It's available in a few different sizes, including a little travel size. Mm. Now, what could I be talking about? Let me tell you. It's Kama Sutra's Honey Dust. Mm, 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 honey Dust. It is exactly what it sounds like. It was a stalwart, there's the word again because it's the word of the day, a stalwart product when I had my bricks and mortar store grand opening. And let me tell you, I have it on the website grandopening.com, of course, and there's all different sizes and all different flavors of it too. But I'm going to stick with my favorite one, which is the original Honey Dust. So it doesn't have any other flavors other than, you guessed it, honey. So it's really magical. First of all, it's in a tin, which is pretty easy to open, and it's in a satin bag in the tin. It's actually in a plastic bag in the satin bag in the tin. Okay, once you get it, you'll realize that makes a lot of sense because it is like a powder. And that's a really great way to keep the powder from flying over where you don't need it. So it makes sense to have it in a plastic bag in the satin bag, which is super sexy and closable and in the tin because then you can really keep it from, you know, knocking over or anything like that. And what comes with it, which is really neat, is a little feather duster. Yes, it's a real feathers. And it is the perfect way to apply honey dust onto your skin. Mm. Uh, okay, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm having a honey dust moment. You can put it anywhere. And on dry skin, it's really light, powdery, um, even though it says honey, it's not sticky or anything like that. And you put it on like a dusting of it. Hey, there's the word dust from honey dust. And you put it on and then you can lick it off. 
and it's this delightfully sweet powder you know which is what it is but when you say powder you think baby powder but it's not that and it's just it's so delightful like I said it's not overly sweet or anything and you can just use that as foreplay and just dust it onto different parts of the body including your own I mean when was the last time you like okay this don't think this is kinky because it's really nice licking your forearm just like you would for a lover try it on yourself like after a bath or something you know so your skin's nice and clean just lick your skin and really enjoy the sensation of it yeah and if you're like that's weird i wouldn't do that well then that means get your ass on getting some honey dust for yourself all right so honey dust i highly recommend it you know bring it on a trip bring it to have it next to where you have sex. I always hate saying the bedroom because I have sex in a lot of places. The bedroom's just one of them. But just have some with you. Honey dust, it's wonderful. And guess what? Yes, there's a coupon code. Enter honey dust as one word. A checkout from grandopening.com. You'll get a discount and I'll also like let you choose any kind of honey dust you want because there's all different flavors. Like I said, I like the honey one. So honey dust, enter it at checkout at grandopening.com and you'll get a nice discount for it. So honey dust, mm, mm, mm. one of my favorites. Get it from grandopening.com. Thanks. If you like what you hear, Tell a friend, the more the merrier. Also, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And leave a review. Five stars. Happy reviews. I learned a lot. All that great stuff. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Sex Chat with Kim Ayers.